Hi everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live, and I am your host, Leela Winston. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's Bible study. I pray that you are well, and I pray that God is blessing in your life. I want to invite you to definitely check out some of our resources at lovewalk.substack.com, and you can also support me at paypal.me forward slash Leela Winston. As you know, guys, we come together to read in the word of God so that we can practically apply it in our lives and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. And so we have looked at different callings and gifts of the spirit, but today we're looking at the back 10 of the 14 gifts of the spirit that are mentioned in the Bible. Now, if there are more gifts, you know, I'll definitely be looking for it. Um, and definitely you can send them to me, but we're going to look at these 10 gifts that maybe they don't always get the shine that they need to get because we are overwhelmed with people who are pastors and apostles and prophets. But I think there is some really great, um, some really great, uh, you know, power in these other gifts. And we're going to look at them. And today we're going to look at a gift that I think there is absolutely no one who talks about this one. Like I've never heard anyone talk about this gift ever. And that may be just, you know, my own limitations and my personal experience, but maybe you haven't either. So the gift that we're going to look at today is the gift of government. Okay. We're going to look at the spiritual gift of government. Okay. And so I'm not sure if you've heard of this gift before, but it's real. And it's one of the gifts that God says that you can have as a believer. Okay. So at least with the apostles, you know, you know, the, the whole idea of apostleship is an argument. There's an argument there. Some people think it's real. Some people think it's not, you know, for whatever reason, but this one is utterly forgotten. Most people don't even seek to have this gift or even to operate this gift. And as such, it's likely that many people actually do have this gift, but they're unaware, just like with apostles. I think there's tons of people who are apostles who are walking around saying, I'm a pastor. No, my friend, you are an apostle. You're changing the world. So I think it's important to understand that sometimes we don't understand or know that these gifts are actually there because we don't study them. We don't attempt to understand them. And we're going to do that today with the gift of government, also known as the gift of administration. And so I want you to understand that if you don't know you have a gift, it can cause a problem and it can be confusing. And if you don't understand that you have this gift in particular, it can cause you a problem. I remember my mom used to say that having a gift that you didn't understand could often be a stumbling block because you didn't know what was happening in your life. Because while you didn't quench it, you didn't quite get what it was doing either. So remember, God is working that gift in you. So you may be perplexed with things that are happening in your life because you don't know that you have a certain gift. You don't know how it works. You don't know how it's administered, but it is moving forward. It is working in your life. You're not quenching it. You just don't know that you're not quenching it. Okay, so let's look at it. The word government that is being used here, in the Greek, it actually means steering, it means administration, or it means piloting, like navigation. 
In modern times, we might actually call this the gift of leadership. See, I bet you didn't know this. Yes, you are the navigator. People who have this gift by no fault or intent of their own have the ability to lead, to navigate, to pilot, or to steer people, trends, ideas, works, organizations, movements, and ideas. This is a spiritual gift. Understand that. These people are not acting out of their own intention or their own control. Remember, we learned that spiritual gifts are manifestations of the spirit, not of the individual. So their gift operates without force and a lot of times without intention. These people may have large followings for reasons we cannot even fully explain, but the gift implies that the Spirit of God gives them unique insight into how to lead, navigate, or pilot. You might be an innovator or you might be a pioneer in your field. You see, people who have this gift intrinsically know that they are generally right on how to operate, pilot, or navigate things. They just know. The gift may be a secondary gift for someone who is, let's say, maybe an apostle or a pastor, but this is not a hard and fast rule. It could actually be your primary gift. You could actually be changing the world. How do you think that the Bible says they turned the world upside down? They had gifts like the gift of government, right? If you have this gift, you will often be followed, whether explicitly or implicitly. People may even seek you out to lead them or for direction in some way. This may at times be inconvenient for you, but leadership rarely sleeps. People with this gift really do need to be obedient and they really do need to heed the spirit because there are generally lots of people following them, whether they know it or not. This is just, it's one of the aspects of this gift that, you know, we can't fully understand why God created a gift like this, but it does operate and people do have it. And they are not intentionally causing people to do things. They're not intentionally saying, follow me, do this, go this way. No, this is the spirit that is moving in their life. And you might actually have this gift and not even know it. So if you do have this gift, if you're beginning to suspect it after you've been listening, it really underscores the fact that you need to be obedient and really listen for the following of the spirit and follow and obey the spirit because there are a lot of people who are actually following you and you didn't have anything to do with it, okay? In Acts chapter 16, verse six, it actually says the spirit directed them away from Asia. Now, the reason I bring this up and I wanna read it briefly is because it talks about being sensitive to where the spirit wants you to go. Okay, because you're a leader, right? You didn't try, you didn't ask for it, you just have this gift of government. So you have to be sensitive. Let's look at Acts chapter 16, verse 6. It says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, they were forbidden of the Spirit itself. 
And this was important, not only spiritually, but historically. And this doesn't mean that God didn't want Asia to hear the gospel. It meant he had his specific time for it. And if you are a navigator or a pilot, which is what the gift of government means, you have to be listening to your GPS. That's your God positioning system. You can't be distracted or decide to go in your own way. Unfortunately, people are following you whether you like it or not. That's just what the gift does. And so even if you didn't ask people, you're not trying to get people to do what you want, they just do it because it is the spirit of God. It is not you. So people with this gift are often on the radar of local and national governments. They're on the radar of bodies and of leadership and organizations and management and uh, ownerships at jobs because they have a gift to navigate and to steer at the God level. This is really important to understand. This is a God level. This is a spiritual gift. So your gift is at the God level, the supernatural point. You're not steering. You're not piloting because you know this is something your intellect came up with. This is an act action of the spirit, okay? So you're steering at the God level. This is more than just being a leader. It's more than taking classes or even being put in power. The person with this gift has a supernatural instinct for leading and governing. Such people may sometimes find that they upset faux leadership arrangements. You know, people were just kind of installed yeah, that's right, your supervisor is mad at you because they just kind of got it because they knew somebody or whatever, but you actually know how to do the job. Yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> While it's not clear if either of these disciples and acts actually had the, gof- uh, the gift of government, the example of Simon the sorcerer is another way that we can see how the gift of government works. And if you haven't read this story, I really want to encourage you to read it. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 9 and 12. It's just a great example of supplanting or moving out of the way fake leadership. And so these disciples, they didn't come to upset Simon or his racket or what he was doing in that country. They just did so effortlessly by presenting the leadership of the kingdom that actually worked. Let's look at Acts chapter 8. We're going to read from verse 9 to 12. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in that same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, They were baptized, both men and women. And in an instant, folks, poof, Simon's whole racket was gone. (laughs) Even Simon himself began to believe. So if you have this gift, you have a unique position because you establish a direct example of the government of heaven. While it's all of our job to declare the kingdom, people with this gift are living 
officials of the kingdom of God, and it is their leadership, their navigational capacity that is actually bringing that heaven to earth in a demonstrative leadership way. And while we all pray as in heaven, so on earth, people with this gift literally bring the government of heaven to earth. And so now we know the kingdom of heaven is far superior than the kingdoms of earth. So such will be the model of these people in life, in deed, and word. The superiority of the king's government, our king, okay? And so as with all people in leadership, if you have this gift, you must be careful not to exploit or take advantage of those who follow you. You also might face, um, you know, this sort of prophet without honor phenomenon that Jesus Christ actually talked about in Matthew chapter 13, verse 5. And so you can't be discouraged when you face that, when people say, wait a minute, we knew you, we grew up together. How are you leading? How are you the example of, you're not, (laughs) who are you? People will be a little bit offended if you have this gift sometimes because they don't understand why you have authority. They do not understand why you have such great leadership um, power. It's, It's a gift and you may not know that you have this gift and I'm trying to give you some understanding of what it may look like, what it might feel like in your life. You may not know you have it when you do. So you must not be fearful if you have this gift. And especially if you're young, this can be, this can really like, you know, mess some people up. And I don't mean that to truly, I really don't, but it can confuse some people, especially if you're a young person, because people want to make you sit down and shut up when you're young because of your age. When the truth is you are not acting out of age or even experience, but the spirit of God. So some people, yes, they will be confused. They might be angry. They might be offended. They might be jealous because they may not understand why people are following you because they're unaware of the spirit of God. So what does this look like in everyday life? Let's let's be practical. It looks like intrinsically knowing how to lead your family, your business, your affairs, or other things. You know, have you ever met someone who just kind of knew what to do in a given situation? Yeah. In an instant, God will show you how something should work, how something should operate or be navigated. You may be good at finding your way in foreign places. You may be able to figure out the best way to get things done or to solve leadership questions that people can't figure out. You make a great advisor. Hey, you make a great leader. But I want to note something here that a lot of people don't take into account when it comes to gifts, when it comes to growing in those gifts. And that is conversely, if you do have this gift, God needs to exercise it in you. So what does that mean? It means you might find yourself in situations that force you to use that gift at ever higher levels of efficacy. This means 
You are put in perplexing situations that have no black or white answers. You may not understand or know what way to go. You may be forced to figure out ways to solve issues in your own life and help people who are following your lead. See, God will bring you to Red Seas to help you figure out how to get over, around, or under it, or through it. That's part of what it means to also have these gifts is that they operate by faith and so you have to be tested. And like I said, with anything that the Lord gives you, if it's a gift, he's going to require something. He's going to require it back from you, just like he did with the talents. So if you have this gift of government, of leadership, of navigation, pioneering and steering, you're going to be called upon to do that at even more complex levels. That will truly challenge you. And so this gift can at times be mentally or even socially exhausting because you're being pushed to solve leadership issues and navigational issues that implies direction. So God needs you to exercise this skill to determine the best direction because others are following you. And it may be so socially exhausting because when you hit a roadblock or a red sea, people are going to look at you and say, you're a fraud. You don't know what you're doing. Even the people who are following you. If you want to be better and understand this gift, I want you to go read the life of Moses when he was in the wilderness with the Hebrews. Start at Exodus chapter 16. Crazy things were going on. People will doubt you even when you did not officially appoint yourself as their leader or you never asked them to follow you in the first place. But you must see that these areas of perplexity in your life are part of sharpening that gift and growing in the faith by using it. You have to get good at navigating. And yes, sometimes you'll feel worthless because people will look at you with a frown like a group of nine-year-olds with their arms crossed and say, now what? Now where do we go? And you never ask them to come. And you're going to think, I've got nothing. But God is exercising your gift. So don't panic. Instead, know that God will develop you in this area day by day. Leadership is glamorous only from a distance, but to the actual leader, it's a desperate flurry in the night saying, God, what do I do? So I want you to understand while this gift has some really great points, you get to lead without even trying. How to lead without really trying. That's what the name of this gift should be. But Yes, you do get to lead, but there's going to be some challenges because you have to grow in this area every day. And, you know, there is this movie that uh, is called A Woman Called Moses. It's with Cicely Tyson. It's about, um, you know, uh, Harriet Tubman. I don't know if you know about her. She's an African-American woman who was a slave and she led so many people out of slavery through this system of tunnels and networks called the Underground Railroad. And so there's this really great scene in there. I've watched this movie like a million times because when I was a kid, we had this movie on repeat, okay? We played it at every holiday, at every event. And so there was this scene in the movie where 
Harriet is actually looking for a key and she can't find it. And she has a group of people with her and she's just looking for this key. She just doesn't know what to do. She's perplexed. And in this moment, she says, God, help me. And he helps her. And I want you to think of this. I want you to, if you have a chance, do check out this movie because God will give you the key. When you're a leader, sometimes you're in tough spots and you don't know what to do. Pray to God because you're being led by the Spirit and He will help you. His gifts are manifestations of the Spirit. So when you're in those tough spots, He will help you. And so, like I said, if you have a chance, check out this movie. It's called A Woman Called Moses. It has Cicely Tyson in there. It's about Harriet Tubman. It's a great um I would say it's a great visual on leadership, on someone developing into a leader. And if you have a chance, read the story of Harriet Tubman. It's a great story about how someone develops into a leader without even trying. And if you have the gift of government, then you have the gift of leadership, the gift of navigating. What does that mean? It means people are going to lean on you to show them where to go. And you need to be sensitive to the spirit so that you can get them where they need to be, even if you did not ask them to come. So I want to thank you so much for tuning into this Bible study. I pray that it blesses you. I pray that you will meditate on some of these scriptures that we have gone over. And I hope this helps you grow in your walk and you may see your purpose in this. And I hope that you're encouraged by it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, you can actually find a lot of these Bible studies in print form at lovewalk.substack.com. And you can also support me here in this ministry by supporting at paypal.me forward slash Leela Winston. And I would be so grateful to have your gift. And thank you so much. God bless you. Bye.